Chapter Seventeen of Koto. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Martin Giessen. Koto, being Japanese curios with sundry cobwebs by lafcadio hearn chapter seventeen reverie it has been said that men fear death much as the child cries at entering the world being unable to know what loving hands are waiting to receive it certainly this comparison will not bear scientific examination but as a happy fancy it is beautiful even for those to whom it can make no religious appeal whatever those who must believe that the individual mind dissolves with the body and that an eternal continuance of personality could only prove an eternal misfortune it is beautiful i think because it suggests in so intimate a way the hope that to larger knowledge the absolute will reveal itself as mother love made infinite the imagining is oriental rather than occidental yet it accords with a sentiment vaguely defined in most of our western creeds through ancient grim conceptions of the absolute as father there has gradually been infused some later and brighter dream of infinite tenderness some all-transfiguring hope created by the memory of woman as mother and the more that races evolve toward higher things the more feminine becomes their idea of a god conversely this suggestion must remind even the least believing that we know of nothing else in all the range of human experience so sacred as mother love nothing so well deserving the name of divine mother love alone could have enabled the delicate life of thought to unfold and to endure upon the rind of this wretched little planet only through that supreme unselfishness could the nobler emotions ever have found strength to blossom in the brain of man only by help of mother love could the higher forms of trust in the unseen ever have been called into existence but musings of this kind naturally lead us to ask ourselves emotional questions about the mysteries of whither and whence must the evolutionist think of mother love as a merely necessary result of material affinities the attraction of the atom for the atom 
or can he venture to assert with ancient thinkers of the east that all atomic tendencies are shapen by one eternal moral law and that some are in themselves divine being manifestations of the four infinite feelings what wisdom can decide for us and of what avail to know our highest emotions divine since the race itself is doomed to perish when mother love shall have wrought its uttermost for humanity will not even that uttermost have been in vain at first thought indeed the inevitable dissolution must appear the blackest of imaginable tragedies tragedy made infinite eventually our planet must die its azure ghost of air will shrink and pass its seas dry up its very soil perish utterly leaving only a universal waste of sand and stone the withered corpse of a world still for a time this mummy will turn about the sun but only as the dead moon wheels now across our nights one face forever in scorching blaze the other in icy darkness so it will circle blank and bald as a skull and like a skull will it bleach and crack and crumble ever drawing nearer and yet more near to the face of its flaming parent to vanish suddenly at last in the cyclonic lightning of his breath one by one the remaining planets must follow then will the mighty star himself begin to fail to flicker with ghastly changing colours to crimson toward his death and finally the monstrous fissured cinder of him hurled into some colossal sun-pyre will be dissipated into vapour more tenuous than the dream of the dream of a ghost what then will have availed the labour of the life that was the life effaced without one sign to mark the place of its disparition in the illimitable abyss what then the worth of mother love the whole dead world of human tenderness with its sacrifices hopes memories its divine delights and diviner pains its smiles and tears and sacred caresses its countless passionate prayers to countless vanished gods such doubts and fears do not trouble the thinker of the east us they disturb chiefly because of old wrong habits of thought and the consequent 
blind fear of knowing that what we have so long called soul belongs not to essence but to form forms appear and vanish in perpetual succession but the essence alone is real nothing real can be lost even in the dissipation of a million universes utter destruction everlasting death all such terms of fear have no correspondence to any truth but the eternal law of change even forms can perish only as waves pass and break they melt but to swell anew nothing can be lost in the nebulous haze of our dissolution will survive the essence of all that has ever been in human life the units of every existence that was or is with all their affinities all their tendencies all their inheritance of forces making for good or evil all the powers amassed through myriad generations all energies that ever shaped the strength of races and times innumerable will these again be orbed into life and thought transmutations there may be changes also made by augmentation or diminution of affinities by subtraction or addition of tendencies for the dust of us will then have been mingled with the dust of other countless worlds and of their peoples but nothing essential can be lost we shall inevitably bequeath our part to the making of the future cosmos to the substance out of which another intelligence will slowly be evolved even as we must have inherited something of our psychic being out of numberless worlds dissolved so will future humanities inherit not from us alone but from millions of planets still existing for the vanishing of our world can represent in the disparition of a universe but one infinitesimal detail of the quenching of thought the peopled spheres that must share our doom will exceed for multitude the visible lights of heaven yet those countless solar fires with their viewless millions of living planets must somehow reappear again the wondrous cosmos self-born as self-consumed must resume its sidereal whirl over the deeps of the eternities and the love that strives for ever with death shall rise again through fresh infinitudes of pain to renew the everlasting battle 
the light of the mother's smile will survive our son the thrill of her kiss will last beyond the thrilling of stars the sweetness of her lullaby will endure in the cradle-songs of worlds yet unevolved the tenderness of her faith will quicken the fervour of prayers to be made to the hosts of another heaven to the gods of a time beyond time and the nectar of her breasts can never fail that snowy stream will still flow on to nourish the life of some humanity more perfect than our own when the milky way that spans our night shall have vanished for ever out of space End of chapter 17 Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey